What's up, basketball fans? My name is Jason Martin, here with my boy Andy Cordell, and this is 808s and Fast Breaks, a weekly basketball discussion that rarely ends up being about just basketball. Good afternoon, folks. Uh, I, I would... I would start the podcast how we usually do, but I'm actually going to let Andy do the uh, the intro today. As X once said, we have a very interesting, very, very extra interesting story today for the basketball fans out there. The first round is done, baby. It is done. It is gone. It is in the fucking back burner. And we got some hot takes for you. I can't even handle it. This is why I don't do intros, guys. I love how you're just, <laughs> yeah, just furiously rub rubbing your brow. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh god, I'm working my brain here, guys. I'm doing something different. Let's but, get it. Let's uh, get it. I couldn't have said it better myself, man. <laughs> as of uh, as of, I think 15 minutes ago, maybe maybe 20 minutes ago, the, the first yep. round is now over. Yep. With our only game seven. Steph Curry doing Jesus Christ, you know, Steph Curry things, <laughs> 50 points yeah. in a uh, game seven, making history. Yep. And uh, the Warriors take down the Kings, unfortunately. I'll mm. add. Very, really very the Kings sad. to win this. Yeah. Uh, and they'll be playing the Lakers in the second round. Um, should we just start there? I think uh, all we're going to do today, folks, is talk through the four semi conference semifinal matchups we've got yep. like i just mentioned lakers warriors we've got uh denver and phoenix is the other matchup in the west over in the east we've got boston and philly and then we've got miami and new york so yeah i figured we just start with la and uh golden state yeah let's do it um, let's do it but yeah man what is what is your read on this series like i just mentioned curry curry is doing steph curry things kavon looney is a monster also the warriors don't really seem to be at like the peak of their powers like they they were in the past um with clay and draymond kind of being in diminished roles um or at least diminished performance in the same roles right uh, and the lakers seem to be peaking at the right time just took down the grizzlies in six games um shut up dylan brooks and yeah what's your read on it man uh i think we're probably going to be on the same page here um, I guess my only thing is I think the Lakers have a slight advantage right now, just a little bit more of a break, a little bit more time to analyze the game. Um, on the Warriors side, we got Looney, who's just been an absolute monster on the boards in this series. I think that's going to be kind of a key matchup that we're going to have to look at with the Lakers is both the offensive and defensive rebounding. If Golden State, you know, out hustles on that end, um, it's going to be a fun battle to see. I think AD already being dominant on the boards in the first round, you know, not having to deal with Steven Adams or Brandon Clark, right? But still had Jaron Jack. He had to fight. It was just like really cool to see. I think, I think that's going to be a key takeaway to kind of see how things go there. Um, also, on the Warriors' end, the question is, is can they keep anybody in front of them? We saw it this whole series, both Sacramento and Golden State 
uh, had a pretty hard time face guarding man to man, a lot of blow buys to the basket. And I think the Lakers, you know, being one of the best teams of not fouling, hope they'll probably try to maneuver and figure out a way to uh, stop Golden State on that end of the floor. And then, you know, the, another thing too is like even today, right? Like, um, Clay did not have the best game, but it always seems that he hits timely shots, um, <laughs> things to really swing the favor for Golden State. You know, especially with that and one three, I think that's when things really started to push the Golden State's way. And it, as much as Clay has a diminished role, it's like it's something about him where he just needs to hit one or two really timely shots, and that could really change the whole like flow of the game. So even though Clay had a pretty bad shooting night tonight or shooting day i guess middle of the day game four of 19 we'll kind of see how that goes but overall i'm super excited for the series i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a hard fought series i don't see it being like a five game series i think this might go to six or seven and you think the lakers got it hell yeah hell lakers yeah. are all going all the way Come on now <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, man. I put five dollars down on the on the Lakers winning the finals yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, baby. I mean, I was feeling good. Our East picks out the window, so. I mean, yeah, I gotta go. Gotta go for something new here. Exactly. I I will make the bold statement that I kind of have shifted gears, and that I do think the champion will be in the West. Mm. I just, I don't know. I, I was really big on the Bucks, and I'm not as high on the Celtics for for some reason. I know everyone kind of thinks that they're the favorite now, and Vegas obviously thinks they're the favorite, but I'm just not. I'm not feeling it. Um, not that they won't get there. I think that's the easy part, right? Right. But uh, looking at the Lakers, sorry, like I think Jared Vanderbilt is going to be put to the test, right? Like I think he was he did a pretty good job on ball with Ja. Uh, and it's a different beast with Curry, but I think he's going to get tossed that matchup right. uh, as well as Dennis Schroeder, right? And uh, I'm blanking on our other dude right now, D'Lo. Um, although D'Lo is not much of a defender, mm-hmm. but it, that's really what it comes down to, right? It's like if you if you slow Curry down at all, if you the advantage that he had to play an extra game, had to play extra minutes, and that Golden State doesn't really have the good depth right now i think right. that's a big disadvantage uh kind of similar to what we'll talk about with phoenix down the line here um but yeah i'm just gonna kind of re- relish it right like i'll be rooting for the lakers obviously but this is like the all-time matchup you know we had it for like four years straight and then we didn't for a few years it's it's lebron versus Steph, you know like <clears throat> uh ad is gonna be like a big focal point of this series he's banged up though um but on the other side of it it's really just curry it's and it's really just LeBron. So we'll just uh, sit back and, and watch a couple of greats go at it and yep. enjoy it. I think that's kind of how I feel about the whole thing. Um, looking at like the actual X's and O's, though, I don't think the rebound, Kevin, Kevin Looney and, and the second chance points and basically the whole way that they killed the Kings, especially today, will be as big of an issue. Um, the Lakers have been the number one rebounding team throughout the playoffs thus far. Um, I'm playing against a, a team that didn't have a couple of their key big guys, but still known as like a really, really good rebounding team throughout the regular season. So um, that stat is skewed a little bit, but it's it's still there, right? 
Right. Uh, and they do have a lot of good perimeter rebounders to the Grizzlies. So it, it was it's good to see that they're they're doing what they need to do in kind of those key factors in the playoffs, because I think it kind of does boil down to a few different things. Right. It's it's the effective field goal percentage. It's your rebounding and it's your de- and a couple of different defense statistics. Right. You kind of look at those. And if you're in the top of those, you're probably making the conference finals. Um, and the Lakers seem to be doing good in all of those. So. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm right there with you, dude. I'm I'm super excited, man. I think this series is going to be really, really, really fun. Uh, and it's like it's going to be a war of attrition too. It's like, can the Lakers defenders run? Like, so hoping everyone stays game? healthy too. You said yeah. war of attrition, bro. Like, I hope everyone's healthy, so even healthy. on the Warriors side too. Like, I know yeah. I'm kind of worried about my team's guys, but like, you know, I want Curry staying healthy. I don't want Clay getting hurt again. Same. Draymond, Same. whatever happens, happens, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta um, love that. Gotta I will say that. I'm not excited to watch Draymond in a playoff series against my team. I'm going to fucking hate him. Uh, how many? Uh, are we thinking one ejection and two well, going yeah, picks? By, by here, I, I think the line has to be set at one and a half at this point. So would you... Uh, <laughs> Would you would you go over or under one and a half ejection over. in this series? <laughs> Just for funsies, I would always take the over with Draymond. If, eje- if he gets ejected twice, Ryan, will- <laughs> it'd be so funny. It'd be so funny. Oh, man. It'd be ridiculous. But no, I think at least one. Yeah, Absolutely, at least one. Least one. Mm-hmm. Um, one flagrant two. It'll be yep. on LeBron. Probably poke him in the eye again or some shit. Right. Right. Elbow. Elbow yeah. maybe. Yeah, but uh, no, man, good series. Like I said, just kind of sit back and uh, enjoy that one is the plan. Yeah, but uh, let's 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 look at something else here. Let's I think one that has maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit more. Not I think I mean, it's tough. It's I won't say like a little bit more weight or like gravitas to it, because how could there be more gravitas than LeBron and Curry? I think that's Mm going to be that's like ESPN's wet dream. Right. Right. This series matchup. But I kind of think what's going on with the Denver and Phoenix series is interesting in a similar way, just because you got KD and and his whole legacy that he's trying to carve up in the air. Because I don't know if do you did you watch the Denver yeah. Phoenix? Yeah, you watched yeah. yesterday, right? Like, yeah. And I was even gonna say it before we watched that game one. If we did end up recording this yesterday, um, I kind of think Phoenix is fucked. Like, I I think this will be a a five, maybe a token sixth game. But I, th- I think just from a talent discrepancy standpoint with Jokic versus Aiton, with the depth that Denver has on their bench. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're bringing in Bruce Brown as like their seventh, eighth guy. And that's so better good. than Phoenix's fifth starter by like by miles, miles, miles ahead. Yep. Yep. And they have yeah. like three. They have three or four guys on their bench that would probably start for Phoenix. And when you start yeah. to look at it like that, it's it's bad, because like, you know they Phoenix has. You could say, assuming Jokic is the best player in the series, right? Maybe you can make the argument for Kevin Durant, but I'm going to say it's Jokic. So Phoenix has what the next two or three best players and Booker, Durant, and maybe Chris Paul before you get to Jamal Murray, depending on how you feel about him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. A lot of I think a lot of casual fans would look at it and say that Phoenix is the favorite here, and that is just not the case. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the Denver has like the after that, 
you know how we feel about DeAndre Ayton. I think Denver probably oh, has Jesus. like the next four best players, you know, and Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown. Like Bruce Brown's probably going to be a more impactful player in the series than DeAndre Ayton because DeAndre Ayton's just going to get mowed down, bro. You saw that? You yeah. see the highlight of him yesterday, just watching Jokic get offensive rebounds. Yeah, yeah. No, no box out. That's, no pressure. I felt like, so vindicated nothing. watching that because of how much we shat on DeAndre dude. Ayton. But dude, dude, it's just yeah. Denver wants it more. It's clear they seem to have more depth, and at the end of the day, I think they have a little bit more talent. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I mean, like, I don't think Aaron Gordon's going to be shooting lights out like that, right? Because the whole Phoenix defense, it's like, all right, leave Aaron open. Because out of everybody there, he's the least threatening shooter. Shot three of four. I do think his production, I I think, like, in terms of in the paint, will probably be similar. But I just don't think he's going to be shooting that hot this whole series. But you're right. I remember earlier, you know, we were both kind of talking about these teams, right? And, like how they're so top-heavy, but even Denver going down the line, um, like Christian Brown didn't shoot very well, but he gave him good, like, you know, reasonable playing time. Jeff Green, veteran, Bruce Brown. Like, you got people that know exactly what they're supposed to do on the floor, whether Jokic is out, Jamal's out, like, Porter's out, Gordon's out. Those rotations seem to be pretty solid. Um, But I think what's weird on the Phoenix side is, like, there is like a complete lack of trust to some of these acquisitions that came um, at the end of the season. Like I personally thought Terrence Ross might be a good kind of off the bench player for Phoenix. I thought it was a good pickup, Um, but clearly it seems that he's lost all favor with Monty and you know, yeah, you're right. You go down the line, you know, in my opinion, I think their best bench player is probably either, uh, Craig or Shamit, you know, like, and Shamit's not really able to find offensive, like, pockets to do anything. Um, Phoenix kind of really struggled to find open shots, uh, open three point shots, right? Like, in terms of the mid range game, right, that was the whole narrative of this series was, well, what is Jokic gonna do, um, if he's in drop coverage, but he's always meeting at top of the screen. And then the rotation of the Denver defense, it just worked their way this game to like to the T. It was nice to really see. Um, and Phoenix couldn't really find a lot of pockets for DeAndre Ayton rolling to the basket and these jump hooks. Like he still shot seven of eleven, but that's just not gonna be enough production going against you know two time MVP at his position. You know it's 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 really rough. Um, Kevin Durant, Booker, both superstars, and yet it seems that, like, when when shit hits the fan, it does get a little weird. Um, I wish they would run more plays with each other. Um, I was kind of questioned about that watching the game. I was like, wow, like I don't really see too many like handoff actions. It's or all ISO mid range action. I think I saw like, something too that yeah. the, the Phoenix Suns only shot five three pointers in the first half and in twenty twenty three. Yeah. That just can't happen. Like that that's a like a good leading indicator of the ball movement in twenty twenty three is how many mm-hmm. open three point shots you get. And they just don't have it. Nope. Nope. And then and yeah. Yeah. It's tough. One other thing just to kind of piggyback on what you're talking about. Like I was just I was kind of trying to find the the data to support it, but we, you can actually look up kind of some of the five-man lineup data on NBA.com. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's it's it's I think a good thing to look at with Phoenix. They don't have many lineup combinations. We've been talking about their depth, right? So they have to play kind of one of two lineups. And that's in the playoffs so far. They've played two lineups more than 30 minutes. That's it. Uh, one of them has played 101 minutes. That's the starters. You know, yep. CP3, Kevin Durant, Booker, Torrey Craig, and DeAndre Aiden. Or you swap out Torrey Craig for Josh Okoge, and that's played 37 minutes. That second lineup, which is the second most used lineup on this Phoenix team, gives up a defensive rating of 124. 24. Yeah. It's so bad, dude. Like it's you would think that with some of like the the names and like kind of how people have been talking about, especially Devin Booker. Like I love Devin Booker, don't get me wrong, but how people have been talking about him defensively just because he's getting steals and blocks and like the occasional stop and like it's passing the eye test a little bit more. He is not a, like a lockdown defender. He is not the one to stop Jamal Murray. <laughs> you know, right. He is not the guy to to be put on these bigger wings expecting him to to stop them the bigger wings being Porter jr. Uh, and uh, Aaron Gordon. So I just think it's, it's a recipe for disaster and they can only score so much. And when you have the depth that they have, when you, and you're being forced to outscore your opponent, because you're never going to stop them as much as you need to, you're not going to win a lot of these games. So that's kind of, you mentioned war of attrition with the last series. This is a battle. Like this is last man standing and they don't have enough men, you know, mm-hmm on the Phoenix side. So I just, I think Denver is kind of going to, I think I texted it to you yesterday. I kind of think they're going to cruise. Yeah. So yeah, it's good for them. Uh, and we think that they'll be playing the Lakers. So that's, I think that's a map rematch of the, the bubble conference finals. Mm-hmm. Is it not? Yes. Yes. I'm kind of looking ahead to that. I think that's going to be pretty cool. If we can get that too. Like a right. Jokic at his peak. We saw the, the, the matchup before LeBron kind of twilight. We'll see what happens this time around. There's kind of some narrative there that's pretty cool that I'm looking ahead to as well. Mm-hmm. And just one more thing before we move on to the next series. Mm-hmm. I am just so happy for Jamal Murray. Like, just just genuine happiness he for him. Yesterday. He is so good. Like, the the play that, like, just, ugh, just makes me feel good because Jamal is like a combo guard. But when he sees something and he makes a pass, he did this kind of like no look um, drop pass to Jokic rolling to the basket. And I was just like, man, this guy's swaggers back. He's not afraid of anything. You know what I mean? Playing free. Playing free. Like, and the cool thing is, too, is like, dude, he's shooting lights out from three right now. Dude, six to ten yesterday. And it's just like the amount of three point shots that is going down for the nuggets right now if if this is if this is what they have to deal with every night good fucking luck man (laughs) like good luck because you might have more star power in a sense maybe in phoenix people can make that argument but the chemistry that denver has is just unbelievable and um it's just cool to see a team like that that you know just have the right pieces together at the right time and it just seems with Denver's shooting and just how how they run the floor it's so hard it's like pick your poison with them really especially when you have Porter like dude Michael Porter is just like an absolute hack on offense like it's just it's I know it's we always crazy. talk about how he literally doesn't pass the ball yeah and he doesn't and and it's and it's lit it's lit you know he had he had two assists yesterday that's crazy 
That's crazy. This man doesn't average more than one and a half assists a game. So it's uh it, it's cool to see. I love Michael Porter. He is an absolute flamethrower. So always cool when you get to see people set their career highs too. Do assists. Oh, yeah. it's happy for Michael Porter. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> love it, man. Love it. But yeah. Um yep. but real Good quick series. too, like on the on the numbers stuff too, like I was like just kind of curious how Denver would compare with their five man lineups too. Like they don't have I don't think they have a single I'm still going through it. I think I only maybe see one outlier, but they don't have a single five-man lineup that plays has played more than 10 minutes in the playoffs like has a worse defensive rating than Phoenix's two most used ones. So right. uh, this is a team that's not even really known for their defense in Denver. Like They're known as an offensive powerhouse, and they are just juggernauts when you compare them to what Phoenix, the, the, the kind of this new-look Phoenix Suns team. Right. Um, but let's, uh, let's move to, I guess... Final predictions on this one. I think I you said for Lakers, you had Lakers in five or six. I'm mm-hmm. thinking it's got to be Lakers in like six or seven. I think that's going to be a long series. And for this one, I'll go short. I think Denver in five. What do you think? I think Denver in six. I think mm-hmm. KD's just going to have maybe one of those hot games. Devin Booker, too. You know what I mean? I mean you can never of, count Did he out. not yesterday, though? Yeah. Dude, he did. He did. And it was nice. But I don't want to say it was like a mediocre hot night. Kevin had 29 points. Like, I'm... The hot night I'm expecting is like a 40 bomb. Yeah, I get you. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Yeah. All right. I'll let you kind of uh, choose our direction in the east. Where do you want to start? Mm. Well, I say we can go to the game today last. Why don't we do Philly and Boston? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Started on on a sour note. Yeah, dude, it's God. I'm so pissed. I am so pissed. So to, to break bro. the news uh, for those that don't know, uh, looks like Joel Embiid sustained a sprained LCL ligament, right, mm. uh, in his knee, and is doubtful for Game One in this series. So the expected MVP uh, in the MV- in the NBA this year, uh, dealing with a tough injury, and. Uh, Expected to definitely be limited if he does give it a go in this series and may may not even be able to play for the for the first half of it. Oh god. So I think the obvious choice is like Boston. We I think me and you had already kind of hypothesized in our last podcast that this is a tough matchup for Philly because of the Boston wings mm-hmm. and their number one player kind of focal point in everything that they do is now hampered and may not play. So Obviously, we're both going to pick Boston, but what is uh, what does this look like if if Philly even has a chance? Like, how how does that work? I I don't know, <laughs> like, because <laughs> Joel is like, I, I think we can say like probably the most dominant player in the league, toe to toe with Giannis, right? But his presence. The amount of physicality that you have to have in the post, like Joel is that type of player where if he's if he's moving in the in the paint, like you're averaging four fouls per big guy and probably a foul or two per wing just on Joel alone. And I I don't know if there's anybody on Philly that can really like take that type of pressure and put it the pressure on the celtics they're so good on with such lengthy wings and you got scrappy guards too with white and smart it's not like james harden and tyrese maxi are gonna have a field day 
Like it's just a real tough kind of kind of matchup for them to go through. And um I mean history shows that James James is probably not going to show up, you know, the way that we would hope. So I'm just uh I'm really really hoping that uh you know, maybe maybe we get a fight, maybe we get something going, but I'll uh I'll give them a gentleman's sweep. I think Celtics and five, you know. Yeah, on on James Harden not showing up, I think that's kind of kind of become what he's known for at this point mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs. And on top of that, we haven't even seen like the James Harden that that we're used to seeing uh, in the regular season, and the one that like me and you were pretty high on, right? I think me and you both thought James Harden should have been an All Star this year. Yep. He was the assist leader. He was a 20 and 10 guy. But in the playoffs, we have seen a greatly diminished version of that James Harden. Um, And I think it's kind of rumored that he's dealing with some injuries as well, too. I think it's like an Achilles, right? Sore Achilles from from the the regular season. So, you know, there's kind of a built in excuse there, but it's kind of it's it sucks because it's the same old story that we seem to hear with. Joel Embiid and James Harden. They have a great regular season. So high on them. They're so great. They're going to be championship contenders. And then it just like comes crashing to the ground so fast every single year, year. seemingly. So that's kind of where like, I do feel bad for, for, for the Philly and Philly fans. But at the same time, it's like you, it, it was built on a house of cards. You know, it's like, it's these two guys who have shown to be awesome when they're at their highs and have shown time and time again that they can't keep that consistency. So you got to deal with that as it comes. And unfortunately right now it's coming at like quite possibly the worst time. Yeah. Uh, Always the worst timing with Billy, dude. I feel so bad. (laughs) It sucks. Like, but at the same time, it, it just, that's sports sometimes, you know, like it's, there's bad luck, there's good breaks and there's bad breaks and like on the whole James Harden thing too, like I think this is just going to be more fuel in the fire for like the whole going back to Houston, Houston rumor that keeps yep. um, bubbling up. And like now Udoka is hired there. Um, they have some legitimacy. There's rumors that they're going to shop Jalen Green. Like there's so many rumors around around Houston right now. And at the center of it all is this is James Harden coming back. So if they get bounced and you know four, five, six games, whatever it is, if it's just not competitive and they get bounced in the second round, I think that's you're going to see way more ESPN and athletic pieces and different things, podcasts, all about that sort of topic. Yep. So it starts to get kind of nasty. The the Dame, Then there's chain, re- chain reaction there. You're going to get Dame rumors built off that because now Embiid's going to need another guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of gets messy, man. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm definitely on the same page with you. I think, I think Boston on the flip side of it, got a pretty lucky break here with the way the seating ended up. They didn't have to play Miami. Who's been a fucking bitch to deal with. Yep. Um, we'll talk about them in a little bit when their series with the Knicks. Um, but now they get down. Then now Boston gets to, to play a hampered Philly. So I think we'll end up seeing them play. Uh, who knows who in, in the conference finals, but I know we did not expect it to be Miami <laughs> or the New York Knicks. Oh man! Because 
Me and you both picked the Cavs to beat the Knicks. I mean, you both picked the Bucks to damn near sweep the Heat. Oh, um, God. And here both those teams are. Miami with a 1-0 series lead in, in the conference semis. Um, what a whirlwind. <laughs> like, I uh, and never, Jimmy Butler, too, like yeah. on the injury front, gonna go, going down with an ankle injury at the end of the game today. Mm. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see what's up with that. It looks like a rolled ankle. Um, but Miami take the take those seriously today. No Julius Randle in the game today. Um, and we'll kind of talk through it from like a series series outlook, but not just the the game one. But what is what is your prediction on this one uh, as we look at Miami and New York? Uh, well, it's weird. Um, Spose teams always seem like in the postseason, their their timings always like kind of immaculate the three-point shooting today for Miami was a real surprise um and they just came out on top on that end really I thought the Knicks without Randall I wouldn't say it was hard going to the rim but I felt like Miami felt safe putting in love right and that's what kind of was a huge dynamic for that game um love out three major outlet passes that was just like oh my god we got vintage love like we got old calves love like like getting the ball getting a board and just chucking that shit and i just think that dynamic uh is just a different look for miami when love is on the floor and then they're able to hide him defensively uh, it should... I was going to say, that's the problem, dude. You, you mentioned hiding him defensively. He did only play 16 minutes, yep. and you did just mention about 90% of the stats that he got today, and it happened in only three plays. Yep. So, yep. so take that with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> but I do think, though, it's just... It is nice to see the, the vintage plays. Yeah, yeah, but like, it's always like, you know, even if he's kind of like that decoy on an offense, you still got to respect his three-point shot. And that's true. That's where... He made two today. Yep. And that's kind of where I think, oh, on the New York end, how do they deal with that? Well, then, hey, New York's got Obi fucking Toppin. Wow. What a shooting day for him. Um, it's really cool to see. He's one of those, you know, like tweener, small three, no, no, big three, small four. But <laughs> what I like about him is he has balls, man. Like <laughs> he just like walked into a pull up three and it was cash. And I was like, you know, he just don't care. He's like, you know what? No, yeah, he doesn't care. Bro. <laughs> Obi Toppin has no business taking 11 three-pointers in a fucking no. NBA playoff and it game. Was, Get the fuck out of here. It was lit, dude. It was just... No, no, I, no, no. It was so funny. I was like, man, this man has no you must be, You must be rooting for Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just really if I'm If I'm a Miami fan, I'm, love, I'm loving every time Obi Toppin Let's shoots shoot a three-pointer. Three. Yeah, it was, uh, it was funny. Because he's not going to... I would I would fucking... <laughs> Bet my life savings that he doesn't make four in another game this series. <laughs> oh, bet. Uh, Jalen Brunson. I also bet. Like... I would also bet my life savings that Jalen Brunson doesn't like a zero for seven from three in the in the next game. That's a tough look. It is. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Jalen Brunson. Uh, tough, tough little shooting um, from the outside the arc, and uh, I just think yeah, I, I can't think too much into it today because the caveat is julius is out i think julius changes the dynamic of that team i think 
I think Miami's bigs get in a little bit more foul trouble. And I think Bam has to exert more force on the defensive end. I don't think on the offensive end, Bam might have the same production with Randall on the floor. Never know. Um, and then on Miami's end, that rolled ankle, how serious is it? Looked kind of bad. We'll see how it goes from there. That's just my take. I think I here's the thing, though, with this series. I genuinely don't know who to pick. Like, I don't know how many games. Like, it's it's so up in the air. I think it's like a... I think the Knicks are so clearly, not just on paper, the better team. And then when they actually play, Miami, for some reason, is winning. <laughs> like, today, when you're watching the game, I, I, I don't... I'll, I'll pull up the stats, so, so I'm not talking out my ass. Um, but when you look at like the, like what, what, what the Knicks need to do to beat Miami, they seem to be doing it. Are they winning the points in the paint? Yes. They killed them. Are they winning the rebounding battle? Yes. They killed them. Yep. Uh, are they making second chance points? Yes. <laughs> Did they beat them in the turnover battle or did they, you know, kill themselves in the turnovers? Not really. No, only 13 turnovers to eight turnovers from Miami. Right. Uh, so what happened here? <laughs> and you can be like, did they miss the free throws? Uh, they both, both teams miss free throws, you know, mm-hmm. did they just make more threes? Not really. I mean, seven to 13, like at the end of the day, that's not like, I don't think that's insane. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I don't know what is it, right? And at, at the and on some level, I just think Miami's playing harder, right? And that's like unquantifiable. So that's like it's not a quantifiable thing. Is kind of what I'm getting at here that that leads to Miami winning games. Jimmy Butler make shots that sh- no one should be making. Ballsiest <laughs> step back jumpers in the league. I don't care what anybody crazy, says. Crazy dude, it's crazy, crazy shots. Yeah. Him and Steph Curry honestly make mm-hmm. the craziest shots in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that. There's the shot making. You mentioned Kevin Love steps up. Bam out of bio steps up defensively. And then they just have all these undrafted guys hitting shots, right? Yep. And Max Struess and Gabe Vincent had 20 points today. Kyle Lowry had 18 points today after being seemingly nowhere to be found for the, for the regular season. Um, so I do kind of think just like there will be a regression to the average in that the Knicks will keep playing to their standards. And at some point, so a lot of these guys in Miami won't keep playing higher than their standards. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Knicks will start winning some of these games, whether it goes six or seven, I think that totally could, because this is going to end up being a rock fight in some ways, right? Yeah. It's going to be a defensive battle. Uh, it's going to come down to physicality and just who wants it more. So I, I totally think Miami could come out on top because that's what it's going to come down to. But I got the Knicks winning this in seven games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boston's gonna get to get to continue their luck of the Irish and face another battered team. Right. Oh man, those lucky bastards. Oh man, I just. God, is Jimmy just one of the best playoff players of? I I just, it blows my mind how well he reads the game. Like Jimmy is one of those players that's never rushed, right? Like his, he just gets to his he spot. just gets to his spot, man. And I'm like, this guy 
is so damn good in the playoffs. There's this whole narrative. I mean, it's been a narrative for the past four or five years. Jimmy, playoff Jimmy. But as much as he says it doesn't exist, there is just something. I think it's just like there are players that do better with pressure. And Butler is that guy in the East. And I it, it's just so funny. Like, no matter what teams that are a higher seed, right? Jimmy's just always done this, where he fights and just plays to the best of his ability when he's the underdog. And um, it, it's clear right now that hopefully, I pray, you know, cross my fingers, pray to God, that Jimmy's ankle, like he's still able to play at capacity. But um, regardless of how that ankle physically is doing, he's probably going to play. Yeah. And um, yeah, dude. Uh, All right. Let me let me pose this question to you to make it kind of spicy. Mm. Assuming Jimmy's ankle is fine. Mm-hmm. Do you see a world where Miami makes it to the finals? Well, I mean, Jimmy was one shot away. Do you mean? Do you see the this this Miami team? Yeah, I know. I making don't. it to the finals. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but Jimmy scares me. Man. I don't know. <laughs> I will say, dude. He he is like. Uh, I think the closest. This is the comparison I'll make. Yeah, make a comparison. He is like Toronto Kawhi. Yeah. Uh, That's the the shit that he's on right now. Yeah. That's the vibe I get. Mm. Right. Where I'm like, no one could, we could, he could just prove everyone wrong. We're keep picking against him. There's no reason to not pick against, like, we should be picking against him on paper, you know? And I think that's why he gets pissed and that's why he does so good. (laughs) But I think it is like this Toronto Kawhi thing, even like their body type, dude. Like, I think there was one play, I don't remember, I think it was like the second or third quarter where he went up and got an and one or got fouled or something like that. And like the way, there, I just remember it from playing too. Like even when you're kids, like there are some there are some people who are like built in a certain way where they're like wiry and bony, but also really strong. And that's that's like what hurts. I'm sure it's like this in soccer too when you played, right? Mm. That's what hurts. Like when people are jockeying with you, you're bumping up against. It's not like it's, it's not always just like someone who looks really big and strong who's like the most annoying person to play against. It's like Kawhi is like this. That's kind of why. I, it, reminds me of that it's like like dude why are you so bony like dude it hurts yeah when you drive into me it hurts like i don't want to defend it you know Oh yeah for sure then like the the elbows and the shoulders just everything dude like everything about playing against jimmy butler in a, in a basketball game seems like it would not be fun and he's out there to kill you too like exactly so there's the mental you. aspect yeah. of it too beyond the physical yeah so for sure i won't i won't count him out in any of these games um, he will be a his, his points, rebounds, assists will be a staple in my parlays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should definitely. <laughs> but be. Uh, I just the 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 logical mind in me has to pick the Knicks, and I also kind of want the Knicks to win just because if if Randall can get healthy, the Knicks were kind of the Celtics boogeyman throughout the whole regular season. season. Yeah, and I would I would just love to see the Knicks make it to the finals. I just think that would be so cool. And the, and the heat making it would be cool too. I just think it's a little less probable. So I I want to root for some Cinderella shit. Right now, do you think there's uh, Knicks a- Lakers? Knicks Lakers would be sick. It would, but I have a question. Even though we know Lakers going to win the West Conference Finals, is there a, 
slight possibility we get a finals rematch? Like of Warriors Celtics? I mean, I think that's like probably the 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 favorite, you know? Like it's it's probably than the Nuggets. Right? Right. Because the Nuggets are going to knock Phoenix out. The, the Phoenix Phoenix after the KD trade was kind of the Western Conference favorite to make it to the finals. Celtics have to be the favorite in the East. Denver knocks out the betting favorite. Does Denver become the favorite or does Golden State become the favorite? I don't know. Cause I don't know. See, because I do think it's this weird thing where I, I think Denver... I think Denver would would not be able to beat the Warriors in a seven, series. In at least seven game series, yeah. In a seven game series, but I do think they would be able to beat the Lakers. So it's interesting that you bring that up. It's definitely possible. That's that's definitely possible. Because like I feel like on the East side, right? It's like all right, Boston versus who? At this point, like you would be stupid to be betting on Philly right now. So it's like New York or Miami. Like, if New York's the boogeyman, we'll see what happens. But I think in any case, it is just like, it is just so weird how the playoffs has kind of worked out this year, right? The fact that it's, it's any, any team could win. The fact that like Giannis, any team left in the playoffs could win the championship right dude, now. Dude, Giannis getting bounced out of the first round, nobody yeah. would have predicted that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Giannis getting bounced in the first round. Yeah, the Grizzlies. I mean, the three seed. I know yeah, it's the Kings, right? Yeah. And against the champion and the Warriors, but it, so it doesn't feel like it. But the three seed just got bounced by the six seed in the West. Yeah, like Memphis too. Miami is an eight seed. <laughs> no, Memphis got bounced out by the Lakers. Shout out to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Not that we really had yeah, any Lakers doubt. Lakers are a seven seed. Yeah. Like this is a it's a weird. It's a really weird one. And I will say, I do kind of, I do like. We keep mentioning the phrase like war of attrition, right? It's kind of what the playoffs become, yep. right? Maintain the health. How who can maintain the health? I I want to make make it very clear that there have been only two teams really doing that. Actually staying healthy. And that's Boston and Denver. Mm-hmm. So kind of looking at keep it keep an eye out for that matchup too, because the Lakers are banged up. AD's banged up. LeBron had the foot injury coming into the playoffs. The Warriors are older, right? They've been dealing with injuries. Um, throughout the season, the Nuggets have been healthy throughout the year. The Celtics have been pretty healthy throughout the year. They were the top teams in the NBA for basically ninety percent of the season. Yep. Until Milwaukee came in, so don't sleep on that matchup too. Yeah, definitely. It's just the weirdest playoffs I think we've we've seen in a long time. Like, definitely, it's just just the weirdest. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe this playoffs, but there, I don't think people should take this lightly when people say it is wide open. Like, cause I, I just don't, I don't think we'll see an NBA season like this in a long time too. I, I just don't see it happening. I don't know. Dude. It, 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 it might be possible. This is like the new normal too. Cause we keep talking about the parody and how there's so much talent now and all this stuff. So who knows? Right. It could be the normal too. Right. And I'd be down for both, but uh, yeah, looks like uh tomorrow. Tomorrow will. Uh, it's so weird having all the games done like before four o'clock in the afternoon. I know. Uh, but uh, tomorrow evening looks like yeah we'll have Sixers and Celtics followed by Suns and Nuggets, and then on Tuesday we'll get the start of the the Lakers Warriors. That that that's I'm gonna be looking more way more forward to 
these days, the days of the Heat Knicks and Lakers, Lakers Warriors. Warriors yeah, I know it'll be so. Yeah, cool. that, that's a that's a marquee day. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to excited to get back to watching it. I feel like I just had my ass in front of a TV for like the last two weeks. Oh yeah, I feel insane. But it's also uh, it's also finally sunny out, so I'm gonna enjoy a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anything else you need to say before uh, before we bounce on out of here? Bing bong, baby. Let's get it. The Knicks are in the second round. Just a good time. <laughs> not that I like the Knicks, but you know what? Good for you. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks? <laughs> hey, Kevin. Don't you regret <laughs> not coming to the Knicks? God, I hate Knicks fans. It's the worst. I mean, no, Warriors fans are the worst. But like, God, are they fucking hilarious, man. I wish, I wish, <laughs> I wish Laker fans or Portland fans could be like, funny too like we're not funny man at least new york man <laughs> jesus christ funny as hell yeah that does on that note yeah be be funnier fans yeah be funnier fans <laughs> let's do this man <laughs> thanks for listening everyone and uh cheers Peace. <laughs>